Time for our first official segment, working the 4-4 with Matt O. Let's give him a call, see what he's up to. Yeah, working the 4-4. Come on, you know what the 4-4 is. Patrol, 4 to 12, and in the rest of 4 hours, you drink at the bar. There's uh, a lot of drinking, a lot of shots over here. What's up? You know, just I'm fucking... At, yo, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I'm at the bar. Oh, what's going on at the bar? Uh, just a lot of drinking, a lot of shots over here. A lot of crooked cops. Yeah, working the four to four. What's a four to four? Come on, you know what the four to four is. That's where four dirty cops do four shots each. No, nah, no, nah, you do four. You do eight hours on patrol, four to twelve, and in the rest of four hours, you drink at the bar. <laughs> How many tickets you write today? Just one, just one today. My partner wrote two. You cuff anybody? Bro, I fucking took out the cuffs, threw them on three people today. What do you have? What do you have to say for yourself for the fact that you were in charge of the fucking podcast and it and you couldn't navigate it and the whole thing fell apart? And now we had to resuscitate it without you. I don't know what to say. Um, I don't know. I I feel like in a way. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast because I failed so miserably at last year's podcast. It's just great content, and I uh, motivated you more to get things uh, up and running this year. Is there any truth to the rumor that you uh, you know how to operate FaceTime? Excuse me? Is there any is there a truth to the rumor that you know how to operate a FaceTime? Um, there is truth in that, absolutely. <laughs> the only thing I know to do is just just wanted to check my email on my phone. Um, <laughs> so I know how to do that and FaceTime. That's really it. Oh, wow. I can't I can't believe that you have email on your phone. Wait, you know how to check it, or you get automatic emails, like, pushed to your phone? Oh, I don't know what push means technically, but um, I know I just hit, like, the mail button, and then, uh, like, scroll down a little bit so it refreshes, and then I get hit with a bunch of emails. Wow. So I don't know if those are technically push notifications or those are just me, um, you know, really getting into things and digging up new emails. Yeah, I don't think that's push notifications. It's close. Uh, can you explain to me what a push push notification is? Yeah, that's where it just shows up. It just you, you just you just get the email when it comes and it just pings and just gives you a notification. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. then my phone will be blowing up nonstop all day. Who wants that? How many? How many people are trying to get in touch with you on a regular basis? A lot, a lot. I'm signed up for a lot of things. So through email, I would probably say I get like 20, 25 emails a day. Wow. For a guy who's not for a guy who's not sitting in the cubicle uh, from nine to five, doesn't have an office job. I think that's a lot. When was the last time you let somebody off the hook because you didn't want to do the paperwork? Um, I don't know, six hours ago. <laughs> How do you feel about your team this year? I feel like you got a bum squad. 
Yeah, we got a bump squad. We got some sleepers. As long as DeMarco Murray comes back to um, two years ago when he was on a Cowboy, that's it. We got it. You guys going to be all right? Yeah, yeah, we'll be all right. Derek Henry is yeah. a monster. Yeah, but he's putting carries with DeMarco. Not for long. Yeah, after Derek Henry's going to get hurt. Wait, name two legit Alabama running backs in the last 20 years. And don't Mark. say Mark Ingram. <laughs> He's the best one. Sean Alexander? Sean Alexander? He went to, he was a tide, he rolled tide. Yeah, dude, he rolled the tide before rolling tide was cool. Oh, man. He was, he was a fantasy juggernaut for like four years. He was a damn this guy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was rolling tide. Uh Uh-huh. Damn. I'm going to, I'm going to hit that. I'm out with a couple buddies right now. My boss is here. He's like, huge. Huge Julio Jones guy. Let me double and check this all... fact before you go start throwing it into the circle. But I'm not yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I don't think he's Bama. Yeah, he went to Bama. Wow, just like that. I don't know what you buy a laptop. Yeah, of course. I'm. I'm I gotta edit the podcast. Fact checking, huh? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, me and Bob did another hour long podcast tonight, so I uh, had to throw yeah. it in, add the music, and. Uh, I was waiting to see if I could get some good clips from you before I uh, move on. You know, I, I respect Bobby Foster. Yeah? He, uh, yeah, he stuck his neck out for me, I think, a little bit. You know, you were trying to bash me. You were hoping he would team up with you and uh, really dig in. But I think I think he did a good job. Well, what do you think about my role as the commission? you think the commission serves a vital role in this league, or do you think the commission is just a bum? I think our commission is a scumbag. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean... I'm not saying I don't respect him, man, because he's a great guy, but he's definitely got a little scum, scumbag in him. Wow, you put me on Kevin Aries level? No, Kevin Aries. Kevin Aries is the best. You're like, um, you're like, uh, you're the lowest of low, one step above Jimmy Ryan. Oh, my God. That is a brutal smack in the face. <laughs> Yo. That is fucking brutal. That's how it is. That's how it is. Oh, my God. It's got to be like that? Oh, my God. That's it. I'm calling out Jimmy Ryan. Yo, you've been watching The Night Of. There's That is a great, like, New York detective show. I love it. What do you think of Box? Oh, my God. If you go grow up to be Box, that's the best thing. The best direction <laughs> oh, your life can go in. Box got 33 years on the job, bro. <laughs> He's still working. He's retired. He's still working. <laughs> Box is a life Fox is an absolute, absolute legend. Well, even the cops, all the other cops in the show are funny as hell in the first episode. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty unrealistic, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, I like the guy who stands oh, in, the high, in the bookings at the high desk, and they keep making fun of him for having the high desk. The high desk? Yeah, you know, like, when, when, they take the guy to, when they take the kid to central bookings, the guy is standing, like, who's, like, checking people in, but his desk is, like, three feet higher than everybody else. Oh, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a good thought. I was happy with the ending. I was pretty satisfied. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, Nikki and I were into it. I'm on to uh, Narco Season 2. Oh, I haven't started that yet. We watched uh, Season 1. We finished Season 1, like, last week. Oh, so good, right? Yeah, it's fucking I, I love how Netflix just dropped all Season 2 on one night. That's great. 
Yeah, the, I like how they mix in the the clips of real life Pablo Escobar with yeah the fake ones. Yeah, it's cool. No, the guy looks just like him. What do you think about the What do you think about the cop work on that show? Um, I don't know. It's it's like FBI shit on there. Yeah, it's like CIA Um, or whatever they are. It's DEA. DEA. Excuse me. (laughs) Get it right, all right. I got my dirty, uh, dirty federal organizations right. What do you know about the DEA? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's uh, CFA or whatever. <laughs> yeah, those are the guys you call when there's big boy work to do. You guys are just saving kittens out of trees and writing parking tickets, and then you got to call the DEA when something big's going down. Oh, my God, you have no idea. <laughs> well, you, you tell me you're breaking down uh, criminal conspiracies day in and day out over there? <laughs> I mean, I'm getting a nickname. I'm getting a McNulty reputation over here. Oh, really? You gotta, we ought to get sent to the docks then soon, pal. <laughs> no, you know who I'm more like? I'm more like um, Herc. Really? You know, Herc and Carver? You got the I'm stripes? I'm Herc guy. You don't I'm have Herc stripes. guy, yeah. I don't got Respect the stripes, stripes yet, but they're coming. Oh, uh, dude, the first day you tell me to respect the stripes, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> I would respect it. I'm dropping the gloves immediately if you tell me to respect the stripes. You don't respect me pulling the stripes on you? <laughs> no, I respect you pulling that move, but I got to tell you, like, I'm putting you to the test right then and there. Okay, okay. Um, all right, I've been away from the group for a while. I'm getting nasty stairs over here. All right, yeah, get back into it. You gave me more than enough material. All right, if you need more material, just call me up. I'm always no, this is perfect, bro. Ten minutes. I might just upload the entire the entire conversation. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing my own voice. All right. Yeah. You got my back when I start living when I start working in New York. Yeah, I got you. As long as you respect the stripes. You respect the ferry. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. All right. Get back to work. All right. All right. I'm working till four, so you can call me until four. <laughs> All right, catch you later. All right, see you. Can you hear me? No, I respect Bobby Buster. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, I get like 20, 25 emails a day. I think our commission's come back. Um, so this matchup here, let's, uh, you know, since I'm a, you know, egotistical, crazy person, let's start with my matchup. Tell me what you think about my matchup. You think about what I have going on this week, the lineup I'm sporting, and what I'm going up against. Give me one second to to pull this pull this bad boy okay, up here. Okay, you do that. I'll start. You do that. I'll start. Go Number ahead. one, Carlos Hyde. As I said in the write up on the draft grades, he's an injury risk. He's a walking hospital bill. He's got a head like a soft, overripe melon, and he's currently having concussion issues. We'll find out a little bit more tomorrow when the first injury report of the season comes out. And I wouldn't expect him to play. Actually, check that. I expect him to play, and I expect him to play poorly. I think he owes that to me after last season. 
Um, I'm looking forward to it. As far as my roster goes, Golden Tate with the surprise Q next to his name is really pissing me off. I'm, I'm expecting him to show up and get real tough starting tomorrow and then just be a, an absolute no-brainer of a start. Um, you know, I, I got high hopes for Rashad Jennings and Matt Forte, but I think it could be very obvious about one quarter into week one that they're both going to be turds this year and my whole franchise, my whole season will be ruined. What do you think? So how do you feel that you guys are currently, by the ESPN line, are a 6.8-point a, 6. 6. underdog right now? Fuck these. I'm already starting to hate these, these decimals. But a 6.8-point underdog. You know, when I look at their roster, I've got to wonder, is, uh, is Spencer Ware getting all the touches this week? Is Jamal Charles playing? Is he not playing? Yeah. So that is one of the – if you're doing a fantasy draft, tonight or early tomorrow before the games or even before the weekend, take Spencer Ware late because he's definitely getting all the touches week one. Gotcha. So it says it might be a committee. It might not. I'm betting that my man Spencer Ware comes in under 11.5, but it's a game against the Chargers, so he could easily score two touchdowns. Uh, Ryan Matthews, uh, the, the Cleveland defense stinks, but – my man Carson Wentz is such a bum that you know they're going to be loading the box and sending pressure, and while he's going to check down a lot, I wouldn't be surprised to see one of those balls jumped and taken to the house, and then he stops throwing the ball to Ryan Matthews. Or in a check down happy offense, it's going to be a Darren Sproul show. So um, I don't know if we when we get to the matchup later if Ryman and Haas are going to be playing him. Yeah, so with your squad, I mean, you have a few older guys, so I think your team is going to be stronger early on with Forte and Rashad Jennings. They may get banged up as the season goes along. The only real worry spot I'm seeing here is uh, can Garoppolo feed Edelman the way that Brady likes to with 12 to 15 targets a game just really up that PPR value? Uh, I hope so. I hope that, first of all, I hope the slot takes him out of Patrick Peterson's wheelhouse um, and that Pat has bigger responsibilities on the edge. And then secondly, that Bilicek has a big plan here for short West Coast style passing and Edelman can get like eight to ten catches. I don't care how many yards he gets. If he can catch enough balls to put up like ten points for the week with, uh, you know, the high risk, high reward of the touchdown, I can live with that. My main focus this week is, is Matt Forte a sausage or is he not? And uh, judging by how many teams I call on Tuesday to try to trade him, or maybe even in the second quarter of the Jets game on try to trade him, uh, I think that'll answer the question for you. So, yeah. who do you think? You got a prediction time. Prediction time. Who do you think wins this matchup? So even though, like you said, Edelman may be in the slot, Arizona's always had more trouble with the tight end than they do on receivers. Obviously, their corners are absolute studs, and their secondary is very good. That being said, I'm not smelling what the Brock is cooking. Your team in a close one, maybe like 100 to 94. Love to see it. Love to, see, love to hear that. I couldn't agree more. Mario and Jimmy are perennial uh, – disappointing teams despite the fact they smack us around week one usually they're a team full of sausages and born losers as trump might say so let's go to the next matchup i'm just going to click the thing and see what comes up next and you try to get there and i'll start the chatter as it loads yeah just tell me the team name let's go to your matchup all right let's go to your matchup we got teenage mutant ninja bortles uh laying 94.2 points with jared cook's booth uh because you guys do not have a lineup in right now yeah, so, so this is, I mean, so 
Yeah. Like I said, so, yeah. what, do you so, know, what do you got? I, what do you got? So as the finance guys know, this clause is always in there. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. So, yeah, we have Antonio Brown. He's been the number one receiver for the past couple of years. We've got David Johnson. He's a top three running back, no matter who you look at, going into the season. We've got Keenan Allen, who's a top ten wide receiver, no matter who you look at. We only have one one defense and one kicker, but you have to earn your place in this lineup. You have to earn your place. So tomorrow we'll evaluate, do we want to put the Panthers in? Do we want to put their kicker in? Or do we want to look to the waiver wire? We're going to read reports and write down, write down to the wire, we need you to earn your spot in this lineup. I can respect that. I, I thought maybe that. it was a, I thought maybe a, it was a scouting report issue. Maybe you guys well, didn't want to let your opponent know what was coming. I mean, that is, that is definitely a part of it as well. I mean, I think that might have actually hurt us in the uh, post-draft breakdown a little bit. You didn't want to see where people would slot in, so we got the B- minus instead of the straight B. But you know what? That's okay. Like you wrote in there, psychological warfare. We don't, know, we don't want you to know where it's coming. How do you think John Wilkes Booth got into that, into that theater in the first place? Abraham didn't know it was coming. We're going to come right up behind them, throw those players in the lineup, and just shoot you guys in the back of the head. That's how it's going to go down. You guys, you guys have to worry. You guys need Trevor Seaman to get it to Emmanuel Sanders. Alshon, I'm shocked there isn't a Q next to his name with a hamstring issue. Bortles is going to regress. McCoy, I mean, Decker, yay, catches a touchdown. You have our boy Goskowski. I see the 94.2 there. I think we're going to have about – 99 to 103. I'm predicting a win. Let me know what you think. What I do like about this, I do like about this, and I don't know if I'm on. I don't know if I'm on. I'm hearing your feedback. I'm hearing feedback on mine. No, you're in the you're in the old iPod earbuds here, which are about to be phased out on the next iPhone for the the Lightning port. Oh, that's nice. They're nice. 160 dollar earpads or iPods, AirPods. You can replace them with. So. Blake, the, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles have got the most receiving talent in the league, and that's uh, a completely unfact-checked opinion. But with Alshon, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Decker, they got Sanu, they got the Sterling Shepard guy who everybody likes in New York, they got Steve Smith Sr., shout-out to him. There's a lot to like there. I would assume those guys are going to show up early, especially Emmanuel Sanders, got a fresh new contract. Um, I think you live and die with Zach Ertz. If fucking Zach Ertz catches the touchdown, you should be furious because he's an absolute bum and he drops one half of every target thrown his way. And what I, what I really do like, I hate that you have Monday matchups that you'll probably play because I would love for Goskowski to be playing unchecked Sunday night against Arizona mm. and for him to have a chance to kick a game-ending field goal to beat you. Not that I'm rooting for that to happen, but I think it would be such a karmic turn of events that it could derail your and Dave's season if you lose to a walk-off Guskowski field goal week one. That would be utterly devastating, and we've won games off of Guskowski primetime kicking performances, so we've done that to so many people that it would be absolutely devastating to happen to us, but thankfully there's the Monday night doubleheader, and we've got some guys loaded up in the uh, in that uh, those two matchups, so thankfully we don't even have to think about that. So let's move on to another game. Um, I'm just going to go down the list here, and we're going to move on to Kelsey Kapowski versus Powell Wright and the Kisser. Powers versus uh, Chromium Brees. So as 
I mean, not surprising. They had the A-plus coming out of the draft. They have the highest projected total at 106.1, 12.7-point favorites. I don't I don't see how Powers pulls this one out. I mean, I love Allen Robinson. Maybe Lacey gets all the touchdowns in that Jacksonville matchup instead of Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, yeah, Marvin Jones is going to be nice, but he needs the Stafford-Marvin Jones combo to be legit, and he just doesn't have the firepower to go up against Kelsey Kapowski. Yeah, he's put a lot of faith in Jim Bob Cooter. And as funny as that name is to say, that's not the kind of thing I would like to put my franchise in the hands of. Um, and on top of that, I mean, he's really praying that, Al Sean, that Allen Robinson is the, you know, the next iteration of Julio Jones, who it looks like is going to play this week. The matchups just really aren't in the, in the Powers' favor right now. Um, the Saints got Oakland, which is a good defense, but, you know, Week one, you always got to favor a complex offense like the one they've got down in New Orleans. And Melvin Gordon's going to be fresh. Odell's got a fucking cakewalk in Dallas. Travis Kelsey's probably going to score two touchdowns in San Diego. I mean, this one could be a route. Um, and Powers is traditionally a second-half team. He's the kind of guy who's, like, lying in the weeds after a few weeks, and then all of a sudden you look down, he's got nine wins. So I wouldn't be surprised to take one, to see him take one in the teeth week one. Yeah, I mean, that's all I see it as well. Like you said, with uh, I do like the additions Oakland made to their defense in the offseason, but the Saints at home are just a completely different squad. Everything's lining up uh, Kelsey Kapowski week one, and I'm, predict- I'm predicting a double-digit win. All right, I like it. Let's move on to uh, Willie Gronka and uh, Adkana. <laughs> all right, so this is a 7.3. Um, the Cottas are favored. It's a – oh, this is all right. This is team tight end. So this is where depth really becomes an issue. Even though you made it double flex instead of two RB, two wide receivers, the Gronkas, I mean, Alan Hearns, yes, he put up long touchdowns, but then Crabtree and then Charles Sims. I mean, Doug Martin isn't even injured yet, and they're putting Charles Sims in. <laughs> Not good. Not good. No. Um, you know, this is a team that was really counting on Jamal Charles to be healthy and young and fast and productive, and this is not a good start for them. No, this is this is the downfall of, especially in a very deep league, not handcuffing your injury risk. You're seeing it right out of the gate with them. Boom, they're going to Charles Sims. I will say, if you guys are playing daily fantasy and need a cheap defense, I do like the Eagles going against Cleveland. They have an underrated front seven, and RG3 is takes sacks, holds the ball too long, and he's not afraid to take shots downfield, maybe an interception or two. I like the I like the spot for the Eagles defense here. You know, I would really like to see maybe a Charkandrick West switch with Charles Sims. At least you know he's going to be the second guy on the field. Is Charles Sims even the second guy coming out for the Bucks? Yeah, he absolutely is. The guy has a lot of talent. If if Doug Martin were to go down, he'd probably be a top 20 back, which is what they're banking on with that Sims pick. He'll get some receptions. But um, it's really a toss-up. I think Spencer Ware is going to kind of be a workhorse. He's looked, he's looked really good in the time he's had to, uh, to carry the ball. On the Carter side of things, They've got the uh, Carr-Cooper combo going in uh, New Orleans, which should be a shootout, so they should get some points there. Only one guy playing out home for them. Every single other person is on the road, so they've got 
Devontae Freeman at home against Tampa Bay, which is a nice matchup. Everyone else on the road, which gives gives Gronka a little bit of a chance, but with Cooper, Evans, and if Kevin White gets deep one time, I mean, I see I see the Carters putting this one away. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I don't. There's not a lot to like in Willie Gronka right now. It could be a different team in a few weeks, though. So let's yeah. let's go see what we've got in the uh, the NWA versus the Partners. All right, let's pull that one up next here. So the this NWA is a high projected team as well at 100 plus. Wow. Yeah, they go right over 100.3. They're a 5.1 point favorite. Let's look at what they're working with here. So they got Russell Wilson coming off that ridiculous second half stretch last year. Elliott's a little bit of an unknown, but in a great spot. Jordy Nelson coming back off the injury could obviously eat into Aaron Rodgers' production on the partner side. So they're hoping that uh, Rodgers' touchdowns go elsewhere. And they got, which I love, the uh, D'Angelo Williams early on taking over the backfield. And then uh, you've got your boy there, Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, it's not a bad lineup. I'd, I'd like to see a bold play out of them, like, you know, Adam Humphreys. Uh, you know, the guy's not going to get a start. I, this, this is shades of uh, when Matto and Troy went out on a limb and drafted Johnny Football's rookie year, and they just never gave the kid a chance to play. I think he really could have been something if they would have just been bold and, and, and put him out in the starting lineup. Um, I think Adam's getting a raw deal here. Yeah, I mean, I I want to see him. He's in the logo. I mean, I hate the logo, but he's in it. I want to see Adam, what Adam Humphreys can do. I mean, Isaiah Crowell is no better. Yeah, I mean, apparently he runs back kicks. Uh, Jimmy and Bob sent me a video of him scoring a touchdown on a punt return. Uh, I haven't seen a white guy do that in a while. It was intriguing. I think he has talent. I think it could stun his development and growth as a player and as a person if they leave him on the bench. Um, on the other side... Not a bad starting lineup week one. I think Tavon Austin is a little aggressive in the, in the flex spot there. You know, I mean, the quarterback has only had two weeks to even figure out who he is, and I'm sure he's got no idea how to throw a deep ball to a guy who's one of the fastest dudes in the league. I don't even know if Case Keenum has enough arm strength to throw the ball 50 yards. But other than that, it's not bad well, matchups, but- and who knows what you get out of Rodgers and Peterson. Yeah, I mean, you said throw the ball 50 yards to Tavon. 90% of his targets are behind the line of scrimmage, handoffs. I mean, they just gave, they just gave $40 million to a gadget player that can't run real routes. So this was right in, the, right in the initial podcast. We knew the receivers were going to be an issue for them. Second flex was going to be tough. It's, they're going to want to pull their hair out when Cam Newton's rushing in touchdowns instead of Jonathan Stewart. So a lot of things have to break right, right for this team after they went heavy on the uh, QB-RB combo. We'll see. We'll see. Um, hopefully the Jets' defense doesn't score too many points. I would hate to see the Andy Dalton throwing some tates week one and just submarining my season. So let's let's get away from this. I think I think in a surprise upset the Partners win this one because I think Rodgers is is ready for a humongous comeback and AP is going to be fresh. But otherwise, it could be could be a pretty bad matchup for them if they don't get that thirty points out of Rodgers and Peterson. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. I think if Tavon catches, a, uh, runs in a touchdown or some screen pass against the Niners, it really comes down to how how elite is the Denver defense still? Because the partners have two two guys on Carolina who will be going tomorrow. They need Olsen to catch a touchdown and Stewart to rack up some yards. So let's move on. I think we got Hauschka cards here versus Fuller House. So we got two house puns. Perfect. 
even though they have Will Fuller, I honestly didn't even realize that it was that was what was behind Fuller House. I didn't really like the pun on this one. But you know, ooh, I think the problem are, with the pun is that who watched that series? Did anyone? No one. No. It was yeah. Just all I heard was terrible yeah. things about it. Just kind of came and went. Um, otherwise, I mean, we got a big disparity. We had eleven point favorites here. House of Cards. Yeah, that is. That's frankly, it's a little shocking to me. I mean, yeah, they're putting up. They think Kirk Cousins is going to go off. Granted, Pittsburgh had a problem with their secondary last year, and Cousins has weapons, but they've got high totals on all these guys, so it's an 11-point dog we're dealing with here. So Gurley versus Lamar Miller, I think that's – those are two of the uh, elite running backs. I'll take Dez over Demarius any day. Barnyard dog versus Gates old ass. I mean, so they're really hoping that Rivers doesn't throw any touchdowns to Gates another scenario where you got a receiving target on one side and the quarterback on the other it's just yeah ty hill and demarco fitzgerald fuller i think it's a little closer than the 11 that's uh stated here i don't know how you feel yeah i think there's a lot to be nervous about if you're matt and brandon todd Gurley is going to be seeing 10 10 and a half guys in the box every play uh there's no reason to respect yeah. case keenum's throwing arm uh, Demarius probably met his quarterback for the first time six or seven days ago when they named him the starter. And Larry Fitz is, he's old. Um, you know, he was slow when he first came in the league, and I know he, he was successful despite it, but he's got to have lost his step now. He's clearly like 38 years old at this point. Um, you know, it's, it, it, we didn't get to see any of the Miami backs in action, despite the fact that they drafted like two or three of them. And, uh, I don't know. I, I'm. I'm not. I still think they're going to get a win here. I think they're going to come in in the mid '90s and probably win. I think Fuller House, unless Dak's whole game plan is to just throw it up to Dez, which could very well be his game plan. I think they're going to struggle to score points this week. You know what I like about this game is that if Fuller House can build up a 20, 25 point lead heading into Monday, we'll get to see Gurley and the Rams defense late Monday night trying to take the win for uh, House of Cards versus Fuller House. So I really want to see like a 20 to 25 point buffer so we can have some real action Monday night. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I love a good late night, late game switch. Um, so let's let's move on. Let's go talk about, let's go see the amusement park and uh, cooks out for her romp. Uh, this is, I think, the closest spread we've got. It's only .7 projected points splits these routes or seven yard burner um got a real barn burner here yeah it's gonna be good and we got uh the bucks the whole team uh james and doug martin going against kind of a poo-poo platter of weird guys who i don't know how many of them you really have that much faith in i think randall cobb could probably Looked pretty good with Jordy Nelson back drawing the, the the main coverage, but we got Brandon Marshall questionable. We got Chris Ivy questionable. Uh, you got to remember, you got to remember that Q could mean he's ninety five percent to go. They changed those they changed those uh, designations on us. So those Qs, we really got to dig into them this year because those aren't exactly Qs anymore. Those could be ninety five percent to go. Those cues give me indigestion. That's all I know about those cues. Because I got Alex. Well, you, you had Alex. Uh, you had Carlos Hyde. I mean, yeah, those were that was Q Central last year. So sure. yeah, I mean, the point seven makes a lot of sense to me. I'm seeing a very, very even matchup here. I 
Ooh, AJ Green in that second wide receiver spot. So I, I do like the Baldwin Green Cooks combo they're working with. Tampa offense isn't isn't the greatest, but Atlanta's defense isn't that hot. So I think we're in for a, a real barn burner in this one. I don't know. I'm not seeing it that way. I think Haram wins this one by twenty. I think really? Jameis and Doug have their way with Atlanta. Atlanta might outscore them and win the game, but that's a shit defensive unit. I think AJ will probably luck into one. I mean, he might be on Revis Island for a while, so it'll be tough. But you know, you're never gonna really doubt him. And Brandon Cooks is no reason to think he won't be successful on some kind of broken play in Oakland. I'm thinking it's gonna be a 20 point victory for Jake and Connor, and they the champs come out hot, flexing their muscles, and just talking trash. Wow. I mean, I I could definitely see it go that way. I have a little more faith in. Cobb, Brandon Marshall just does it year after year. I don't like the Bears' offense, but Langford is the workhorse there, and Eli should get a couple touchdowns to OBJ in Dallas. So I think it'll be a little closer than 20, but I do tend to lean towards the uh, Harambe side of things. Okay. All right. Well, we got one matchup left. Let's, let's, let's dive into the last one and see what we got. We got the golf balls and touch my fleener. And if you don't know, now you know it's a Haas-on-Haas fight the team that split up last year, week one, they get a chance to hash it out in the streets. What do you think is going to happen? Right off the bat with the Haas on Haas, I love that both these teams are projected for under 90 points. So this is clearly, we, we saved this last, just like the NFL saved the Rams and 49ers for last of the week one, because literally that game is going to be, it's going to be like a 9-6 throwback Alabama LSU game. So I'm seeing a real low scoring affair. And I kind of think Fleener's going to take it. I think Cam's obviously going to – well, they've got a lot of beef going tomorrow. they got Cam and C.J. Anderson going tomorrow night. They've got Landry in Seattle. Ooh, they, okay, they do have some bad matchups. So I could see why that less than 90 is up there. I, think, I do think Sammy Watkins is going to go off and have a pretty big game against Baltimore in that week secondary. But some of those matchups would give me pause. Luckily for them, they're playing golf balls. I mean, they've got Rawls in the starting lineup. The dude's going to be on a pitch count. I think Macklin will be all right. Luck should bounce back. Bernard's hit or miss. I love Moncrief. Uh, the way the matchups are there for uh, there for Fleener, I think it's going to be a close game. I think this one comes down to, are Matt and Johnny going to pick the right Cincinnati Bengal running back to play? Because Gio and Jeremy so rarely – so rarely is it an easy choice. So rarely does do they both come off uh, and, and put up a 15-20 spot. I think if it's a Geo day, they win this game, and if it's a Jeremy day, they lose this game, and I think it's that simple. Yeah, it's, that's going to be an absolute flip of the coin. It really comes down to game script. Are they behind them? Geo's probably going to be in catching screen passes. Is it close, or are they trying to milk away a lead late in the game? Then they're just going to pound Jeremy Hill. So they really are going to have to do their research check the spreads, look at implied team totals, and just try to figure out the way the game's going to go. All right, well, you know, the best guess, I think Fleener's a better roster, but I think the golf balls take this one in a surprise upset. Ooh, I like it. I mean, based off team name alone, I'm going, I'll, I'll go golf balls as well. I don't, I don't like those matchups. Denver still has a good defense. Carolina has a great defense. And Landry in Seattle you know, I just don't see him having one of his 11 catches. Maybe he sneaks in for a touchdown kind of days. All right. 
Well, you know what? I like it. We we got through. We are only tw- uh, thirty minutes over budget here. We're, we got another hour long podcast in the books. Uh, we'll try to clean it up next week, or maybe we'll break it in half, and, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll just, the preview will have to be its own thirty minute segment or, or something. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll tighten it up as it goes along. We still want to have people to come on and uh, air their grievances. There's nothing on the message board so far, so everyone else out there that's that's listening, I know a few of you are. Feel free to come on, set up a time. It's probably going to be every Wednesday, every week. We can record you another time, get on the message boards, and everyone, I hope your players get injured in week one. Yeah. You know what? We're going to have to come up with something for Smack Talk because the, the ESPN message board is no good. I think I might just force everybody to get group me. It's easy. It's fun. Mm. There's a lot of capabilities there, GIFs, video. You can turn off notifications. You can turn them on, all that kind of shit. I think I, I, I may go that direction. Um Otherwise, feedback is welcome. If you listen to the pod, if you read the write-ups, we want to hear what you think. If the previews are long, boring, and stupid, we'll get rid of them. There's plenty of stupid shit we can do. Um, so we want to hear your voice. Text me. Text Bob. Figure something out. Make fun of us on the board. Don't. I don't care, but figure something else out. Otherwise, week one, here we come. Kicking off tomorrow. The season is back. That means gambling is back. That means beach football is back for me. That means shit talk is back. That means the chase for the fucking chip is back. You ready, Bob? But I'll just say, everyone, don't forget we could do a, a DraftKings as well. Use the big Oskowski. Get 20 bucks. And uh, good night, Canada. Yeah. All right. Play the fucking tuba. Can you hear me? No, I, I respect Bobby Foster. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, I get like 20, 25 emails a day. I think our commission is scumbag.